0: Andy, perhaps I could bring you in here. Um, we, we've talked a, a, a lot about some of the many things that that, that 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 GBR will be trying to achieve, but how will it change the role of private sector operators in the system? And how should GBR be trying to manage the relationships between the private and public elements of the system to achieve the best outcomes? Th- thanks, Matthew. Um, I think the first thing to say is that train companies have been calling for a lot of these reforms for for a number of years, including replacing the franchise system. Uh, And of course, creating an arms length body uh, so great British railways as the white paper sets out. So uh, train operators very much welcome a number of the reforms uh, that we've called for being included uh, in the white paper. I think it's fair to say that the private sector part of the industry sees this uh, as representing a once in a generation opportunity to get rail reform uh, right so that the railway uh, can become the backbone of national renewal and, and connectivity as we come out of the come out of the pandemic. Uh, and obviously, that that necessarily means uh, a rebalancing of of public uh, and private sectors and a change role for operators. Um, looking at the sort of positives, I think there's a huge amount uh, uh, to be welcomed in terms of Great British Railways. Um, other uh, colleagues on the panel have already said that the railway needed a guiding mind to better align uh, track and train and uh, align those incentives between infrastructure management and specifying the operations. And um, uh, despite uh, Alistair's very well made point about uh, about the money needing to back it up, clearly the idea, the aspiration of uh, of 30 year strategies on things like infrastructure, decarbonisation and skills, if we get it right, should should deliver considerable benefits. Um, Great British Railways can be much more sort of long run and whole system uh, in its thinking. Obviously, bringing together parts of DFT, Network Rail, and, and my own organisation, uh, RDG. Um, things like a, a whole PL approach uh, to the railway should help with cost control uh, and simplifying some of the some of the complex money flows in the in the system. But underneath all of that, the detail is going to be absolutely uh, key if we're going to harness the benefits uh, of the private sector. Um, uh, Keith talked about the private sector thriving. Uh, I, I hope he's right. I think we want want the same thing. The the devil, as always, will be in uh, be in the detail. Um, and if we don't get that right, if we don't harness the private sector in the right way, I don't think we're going to fulfil the white paper's aspirations ultimately to deliver for customers uh both passenger and, uh, and and freight customers and of course if we don't if we don't attract customers back uh, we won't ultimately deliver for for taxpayers either given the the, the pressing need to regrow revenue uh, through fares to reduce an otherwise uh, unsustainable level of subsidy that's uh that's, that's growing through the pandemic and and look i'm not just asserting the role of the the private sector i think it's got a very strong record of of delivering uh through the franchise system over 25 years uh, quite clearly, the franchise system was under enormous pressure. It was sort of creaking at the scenes. I think it had uh, lived its life, um, but actually over 25 years, the franchise system delivered a huge amount. Passenger numbers doubled, uh, services increased by a third, uh, the uh, finances of the industry were transformed. A two billion deficit turned into a, into an operational surplus, um, 50% more jobs uh, in the sector than uh, than at the point of privatisation. Uh, Freight renaissance, Uh, I could go on, Um, uh, perhaps the only other thing to mention is one of the busiest but also safest uh, railways uh, in uh, in the world. So the private sector, I think, delivered benefits and it's going to be absolutely critical that we preserve those in the new public-private partnership. And the absolute key to that for Great British Railways to get that right, your, your question of how does, it, how does it manage the private sector, the key is going to be the new passenger service contracts that the white paper points to and the bridging national rail contracts that are sort of the, the journey to get there, uh, as well, of course, as the, uh, the new access regime for, for, for open access and, and freight. And to get the best of the private sector, I think to really focus on uh, sort of passenger freight customers, GBR on the one hand has got to act as an intelligent client, Uh, much in the way as sort of TfL does. Uh, And then on the other hand, operators are going to need the right incentives and flexibilities to be able to respond uh, to customers and to changing demand patterns. Um, I firmly believe you just can't specify good customer outcomes and innovation from the centre. A bit like the discussion we've just had about the need for local input from the regions, I would argue that operators know their markets best Uh, And it's uh, they who are going to be able to respond to uh, greater working from home, hybrid commuting patterns uh, and also actually an opportunity in terms of growing, growing leisure, travel, domestic tourism, staycations and so on. Um, But to do that, passenger operators have got to have those those levers in their hands and the right incentives uh, to be able to to sort of look outwards, if you like, to the customer rather than inwards um, to the Great British Railways uh, bureaucracy to, to sort of ask for permission for uh, for, for them to act. And, and obviously that also means we need to ensure the access and charging regimes allow freight and open access operators to respond to, to customer demand. So I, I think it's really good that the white paper sort of has a bit of a, a, a spectrum of contracts. There's a commitment in there that no one size fits all. But it's really likely that the first passenger service contracts are going to be at the concession end, the more tightly specified end of the spectrum. So we need to get this right, right from the off, right from the word go, uh, because even those tightly specified concession contracts uh, are going to need the right levers to be with operators to deliver the right um, the right customer outcomes. Uh, we also need to avoid uh, the danger, I guess, of, of designing processes that work with the early passenger service contracts, but then restrict the room for manoeuvre to deliver more commercial freedom uh, and ultimately revenue risk transfer that the white paper talks about in later ones so look, a, a lot of potential for gbr to add value in a in a reformed public private partnership but the detail of that that contractual relationship with the operators uh, to drive allow them to drive the recovery uh, with all the sort of economic and environmental uh, environmental benefits that brings is going to be absolutely critical